This is episode 12 of the Graph Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Fairholm. With our episode this week, we're beginning a mini-series called Behind the Ball, a look into how and why Graph Golf is developing a smart golf ball that offers detailed shot analytics, improvement plans, and Bluetooth locating. The idea here is to take a deeper look into the company, examining why analytics in golf can be so important and the role that different employees play in taking on the challenge of coming up with a breakthrough platform. Our series is going to start with Rowan Fraser, the VP of Marketing and Design at Graph, and also an avid golfer. In our conversation, we talk about what led Rowan to Graph, why he believes in the company, and how we're only just scratching the surface of analytics in golf. Before we start, just a reminder that if you have any questions for the Graph podcast, you can DM us on Instagram or send an email to theclub at graph.golf. We would love to hear of any topics to cover, or if you have any questions about your game, please send them along. And now, without further ado, our behind-the-ball conversation with Rowan Fraser of Graph Golf. Well, I wanted to start off our conversation just talking about, you know, what was your first exposure to the game of golf? First exposure to the game uh, was via my uncle, who is to this day an avid golfer, and actually somebody I still uh, contact for tips. I, we still play together, even. Um, probably around age 10 or 11, and it didn't really stick at that time. It wasn't until a bit later that, that I kind of got into golf, I guess you would say. But that was my first time swinging, you know, going to a driving range and, and things like that. What was it about it? What was it about golf that kind of drew you into the game? I guess, I guess what drew me into the game eventually was the kind of how different it was from team sports so basically i grew up playing team sports hockey lacrosse soccer baseball Mm -hmm. um where you know you kind of had your role and your place and you could be very specific about your skill set you didn't have to cover Mm -hmm. all the bases uh no pun intended um Golf uh, and another sport that I also fell in love with, tennis, uh, are very different from that in that it basically, it all comes down to you, you know, and, and however you want to try to beat the course, beat your opponent, uh, beat, you know, beat yourself, you know, beat your previous scores, you know, it, you got to come up with a strategy, a, a mental and physical approach that works for you. And, it, and it's very custom to to the kind of person you are and the kind of athlete you are. And, and mm. that kind of challenge I had never experienced in a, in a sport before, or, or as our, as our friend Parker says, I, I guess, uh, it's not a sport. Um, it's an acti- activity. I, don't, I forget the word he used. Yeah. Yeah. Competition. <laughs> but, um, it was very unique and that, and that is eventually what drew me to the sport of golf. I'll call it a sport. Do you like how hard golf is, how difficult it is? Absolutely. And I, and I think it, I might, uh, personal opinion here. I think that's what draws certain types of people to the game. Um, because of the stress and the challenge and, you know, the fight, uh, you know, I think the, the reward feels that much, uh, more gratifying and you can really feel the hard work, you know, and it, you, you can, you feel the hard work when it's not going right. And then you feel it 10 times over when it, when something good happens. And, and that's a good point. That's, that's something I really like about golf is 
the hard work doesn't always pay, but when it pays, it you know it 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 pays dividends. So it's great that way. So what is kind of your experience with golf as you go through high school, as you go through college, as you, you become an adult? Has has your experience with the game changed throughout that time? Oh yeah, uh, in, in a big way. I mean, I I first started taking golf seriously in high school uh, when uh, you know, as lots of kids do, you kind of shift your 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 sports interests and a lot of kids tend to start to get more focused on one sport. I never really got focused on one sport, but I did start to kind of wean off of the team sports and, and develop a passion for more one-on-one or, you know, you know, golf and tennis, like I mentioned before. Um, so that's when I started playing a bit more seriously when I joined the golf team and, and I believe it was ninth, maybe 10th grade. I think it was 10th grade. Um, and being in matches and things like that, live play, you know, golf is, is a unique sport in that the, the practice uh, is so different from, from matches. You, you know, you can run plays in a team sport and you, you more or less run them the same way uh, in a game. You know, sure, things happen and you have to ad lib, but for the most part, it's, it's a pretty smooth transition from practice to a game. I mean, golf practice and golf matches are so different. They're, they're just there's things you just cannot prepare for related to stress and pressure and and just lie that you would never give yourself in a practice unless I guess you go to a, a really good program but um you know when we practice golf uh, you just kick the ball if you're in a strange lie you know, just kind of move it to the side yeah I don't want to I don't want to hit a shot like that I'll you know I'll, I'll never score and then you get into a match and you know there's there's none of that anymore there's 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 no cutting corners. Um, so that was probably the age when I, yeah, started to kind of shift my mindset and and take golf seriously. Although there was a pretty big gap of time between my high school day, you know, I was playing almost every day in high school, and then there was a large gap of time before I really started to be able to play consistently again. So, what I love about graph is that there are people of all different experiences in golf there are people who don't play golf at all there are some who are you know fanatical about it where do you kind of see yourself in terms of how you came to graph and your prior experience of golf leading into it yeah um it's interesting right because i feel like in a strange way even though i was the fifth member of the team I think that I might have been the most into golf at the time of the company's inception. But so I would say that, um, you know, Mike is probably just as passionate about golf. Mike Everly is just about as passionate as golf as I, uh, uh, with golf as I am. But, um, it just so happened that at the time Aaron reached out to me, Aaron Shapiro, the CEO of the company, um, I was like, really, that that was probably, that was about three years ago. And that was probably the turning point in my life where I said, okay, now this is going to be a sport that I'm going to go out of my way to carve time for mm. a couple, multiple times a week. And, 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 you know, I'm not trying to be on tour or anything like that, but it, I have more or less selected it as my sport of choice. And it, it was just coincidence that, that right around that time that I sort of made that change, uh, Aaron reached out to me over email and said, Hey, um, I heard that you do branding and the rest is kind of history. So what excited you about graph in particular? And if you can kind of take us through your career prior to graph and, and sure. how, it, how it became a fit into your professional life. Sure. 
Um, yeah, I mean, my career, I would say, took had two major um, pivots. Uh, I came into um, the my career, my professional career in, in advertising, um, and there was really no rhyme or reason. I had a graphic design degree. I took the first job I could get, and I was retouching photos for an advertising agency called Ogilvy, and then I just kind of moved around and moved up the ranks a bit here and there and had a really nice time, met some really talented people. Um, the first pivot was um, sort of shifting from advertising to branding. Um, I didn't even know what branding was when I first started working, you know, full time. I, I, I knew what the word meant, but I didn't know that it was like another career path, essentially. And I, I met a um, really great a uh, guy that I used to uh, work with named Brian Collins, who mentored me for a number of years and sort of just opened my eyes to a different side of graphic design in pro the professional world that I just didn't know it was a thing. So that was the first big pivot. I went from an art, being an art director to being a design director. I also took a job in Baltimore at that time. And, and um, I had been living in New York for about eight years, took this job in Baltimore and um, Around the time that that job wrapped up, I got this email from Aaron, and that was the second major pivot in my career where I knew that if I wanted to commit to this idea that Aaron shared with me, I was going to need more free time than, than I would be able to have at a full-time job. The nature of the industry um, of advertising, marketing, branding, all of them is that you essentially, if you're awake... You're working. <laughs> That's just kind of the culture, and it's 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 a whole other conversation. But um, I knew I couldn't do that, and 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 be part of Graph in the way that I wanted to be part of it. I, I could have done a one-off branding assignment for them, and just kind of been like, "All right, well, see you guys later." It was really fun, um, but I wanted to be involved. Uh, I wanted to be available to be involved. So I I you know went out into this more or less freelancing world and, and taking branding projects for myself as, as they came and then split my time with developing the brand language for Graph, the website and the, the software and mobile app. And that kind of brings us, that was about two and a half years ago that I made that pivot. So yeah, that, that kind of brings us uh, to the current more or less. From a high level view, how would you describe graph to somebody who has never heard of the concept before? Because it's a very interesting one, but it's not, it's not just about golf. There, there, there's a bigger concept there. Absolutely. Um, well, the, the big, the bigger concept was something that Aaron shared with me again, Aaron Shapiro, the, the CEO of the company, one of the, the three main founders, um, was more or less this idea of, you know, delivering um, data or delivering analytics to athletes. So we were always talking about athletes. Um, and I think that that's a unique position uh, that Graph holds and, and that Aaron uh, and, and Mike and uh, Patrick Kelly as well, they all kind of, they're athletes, you know, they're, they're athletes first and then they're golfers. And they're varying, um, you know, experience levels with the game of golf. But when we were bringing this idea to fruition, it wasn't really about um, golf. You know, it was more or less about empowering athletes with access to data and analytics. And at, and at its highest level, 
that is what graph is. It's, it's, we're, we're more or less a, a catalyst for athletes to obtain that information and that data um, that they otherwise wouldn't have had access to. Now, now, more specifically to golf, you can access um, those data points. The problem becomes pricing, um, availability, uh, locale. You know, where's the nearest track man? Can you afford it? Where's the nearest simulator? Can you afford it? Do you have enough interest in golf to want to afford it or to want to take time out of your day to drive over to a simulator and, and hit into a screen? Do you have a five iron in your town? Do you have do you have a local pro who has access to analytics who can uh, give you lessons using them? Um, you know, or do you just want to use the eye test? So there's there's um, a sort of a I would say like there's a, a bit of price gating in the sport of golf. There's there's access problems um, that where athletes just kind of don't know that they can have those kinds of opportunities and that kind of information in the sport uh, the way that they have in other sports. Um, and, it, and it varies, obviously, right, from sport to sport. I mean, every sport has some level of analytics on the professional level, mm-hmm. right? And that's why, you know, we watch TV, you see all these stats. It's really fun. We all play fantasy sports. It's, it's great to get into the numbers. And then I feel like as you go down the, the pecking order, so to speak, amateur and then, you know, weekend golfers and this and that, um, you know, it, it drastically lessens. Like, you, you know, you, you don't really hear a lot of amateur golfers or casual golfers talking about spin rate besides something they might have seen on a YouTube video. So, yeah, broad to specific, you know, we're trying to empower athletes with, with statistics and data. Um, specific we we saw a void in the sport of golf that we're trying to help fill. You and I have talked about analytics in golf, the disconnect that a lot of people have right now. There are, there are a lot of assumptions in the game of golf. There are people who go out on weekends and they, they know they hit their seven iron 150 yards roughly. And they know that if they have 152 yards to the hole, they're going to grab their seven iron. And they don't really know anything much more beyond that they don't really know about their their shot patterns their their tendencies maybe what can this platform possibly bring to the average golfer who who may say i don't really i don't really need to to know this information sure uh that's a great question um it's it's you know to put on my marketing hat i mean it's sort of the sky the sky is the limit in a way but no there's something for everybody in, in statistics. I mean, I mean, you take something like spin rate, just, just isolate spin rate for a second. Um, you know, there's, a, there's an ideal spin rate for every club. And of course, it's going to vary depending on, uh, you know, your, your stature, maybe some of your athletic abilities and things like that. It'll vary a bit. But, we, but that data is out there. It's been, been collected for years and years. We, we know more or less where you want to be with a driver from a, from a spin standpoint. And, and we know that high spin, you know, drastically impacts your ability to get carry distance. So we, we know these things. Um, now, it, it's one thing to, to kind of wrap your head around the math of it. It's another thing to know how to apply it. And that's, that's kind of, graph sits in that, in the middle of that balance, right? Like we want, we, the raw stats and everything well, you can, there's, you know, uh, launch monitors, like I said before, there's TrackMan, there's, um, there's some device, uh, club tags and, and, and certain sort of swing analytics types of tools that you can get 
Some work better than others, but you can access the raw data fairly easily, uh, depending on where you live and you know how much you have in your wallet. But um, what do you do with it, right? Well, I would say that with Graph, there's two main uh, you know kind of conduits where you, where you can use that stuff. The, 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 I think one of the biggest ones that that um, you know we haven't even really talked about a lot as a company is uh, the ability to sort of build this into a, uh, an instruction uh, plan that you might have with your local course pro or if you have a coach or, or a, an instructor, you know, yada, yada. Um, it, you know, talk about empowering athletes. Now you're empowering this person that's teaching you to give you much more focused and specific homework and drills uh, in order to, you know, th th you can not only get better, but you can actually be much more efficient with how you get better and how fast you get better working with what your your clear tendencies are um so that's that's one really powerful way to use this data to your advantage um is just give it to somebody that you know give it to a, a professional instructor um you know somebody that charges x amount of dollars per half hour or per hour i mean you can get a really really kind of next level um, analysis that way. And, and not a lot of courses, you know, have a track, man. There's ton. I mean, where I grew up there, none of them, you know, you, you're not going to get a lesson like that. It's all eye test. Mm. They're just going to look at you, you know, head on down the line. They're going to see what, what your ball's doing, what you, what your swing path looks like, your, your sort of stature, and, and they're just going to make a call and you're going to go with it. And, you know, I got to think that doesn't always work. And, and, and you know, nothing against the, the uh, culture of instruction there, but it's just, it can be more efficient. So that's one way. The, the other way is um, basically the app itself, you know, is a, it's a platform, right? Like it, there's going to be input and output. Uh, the input is the raw data. So hitting, hitting shots. And the more shots you hit, the more specific the, the output is going to be. And um, the app is going to give you uh, drills right then and there. And, and again, they're going to become more and more specified the more shots you hit. We're going to start to understand what you do, um, what you do with every club. You're, you're going to be able to see driver through wedge, um, what is happening to the ball. And we have enough data uh, already inputted to know where to, where to take you after that. And I would say the key word is efficiency, right? And, and that's where we, that's where, that was the birthplace of our, our, our favorite phrase, golf smart. Um, it's about efficiency. It, we're not saying that you're practicing wrong. We're not telling anybody that you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're talking about. We're trying to help you be smarter about it. We're just trying to help you be more efficient with it. And on our best day, you know, graph golf is a tool to help athletes fully realize their potential on the golf course. That's what, that's the main goal that we want to achieve. I would say. To me, it seems like there are kind of two buckets where this falls under there. There's the improvement aspect, like, like you're talking about right now, where you may see certain analytics and you may realize I need to lower my spin rate with my driver, or you may, you may see that I'm, I'm curving my irons too much. But there's also the understanding of your game element because a lot of us don't have enough time to practice five, six days a week or, or to, to make really drastic improvements. But understanding your game, I think, could be very valuable. For, for example, just knowing what your normal shot dispersion is with a seven iron. If you miss you know, 
10 to 15 yards right of your target on average and only maybe five yards to the left of your of your target that's going to really impact the decisions you make with what club to hit where where to aim things that you could just automatically know the answers to these questions right away i think that that to me is one of the things that really excites me about kind of the future of analytics i'm just interested to kind of hear what you think the future of analytics and golf can kind of take us yeah i mean that that's a great uh, that's a great example that that you put in there as far as um, your range uh, with different clubs uh, left to right, uh, you know, a, a dispersion pattern or whatever you want to call it, um, spray chart. Uh, I'm a baseball guy, so uh, that's maybe what I would call it. But uh, it's going to affect the decisions you make on the golf course. It, you know, it, you know, the 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 most avid graph golf user is, like you say, going to have a very finite understanding of their game. You know, they're, that's another, you know, again, that's another marketing line that, that we love, which is, uh, you know, understand your game like never before or examine your game from the inside out. That Those are two lines that we always use. And all these lines come from how we would like the product to be used and understood. Um, yeah, when you understand it, when you understand it's all well and good to, to go beat balls at the range and have a good session in there and, and make some good contact. And, you know, most athletes are going to know when they're, when they're striking the ball well. Um, but, but why does it do what it does? What, why, you know, a great thing to understand is w- where your misses are going to go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a powerful bit of knowledge. There's no worse feeling than being a pretty good golfer and, just not understanding what's going on. And, and, I, and I've experienced that many times, um, which is one of the reasons that I like data and analytics and I'm excited for, for this tool among others. Um, have those days where you just say like, why is it doing that? Like how, you know, and you can have, you know, you play front nine and you're in full control, you know, the, the little bit of little tiredness sets in, you know, maybe it's really hot out. Maybe you didn't hydrate enough got to eat whatever it is you know you get to that 12th 13th hole where you're going like what is that miss you know so this is the thing right we all have tendencies we all have strengths and weaknesses and uh this platform is going to help you fully understand both sides of that coin and and in, in in the most ideal sense take advantage of the things that you're good at and try to curb the things that you're not as good at and like like you put it before um you know having a tendency of maybe cutting shots 10 yards right of target, um, but your left side miss is five yards. Well, I mean, that's a huge bit of knowledge. When you're hitting approach shots and you know you have a right side pin or a left side pin, it changes your strategy and your approach to the green. I mean, there's just very rare circumstances where any golfer, pro, amateur, or otherwise, wants to go directly at the pin. I mean, you're... you're your target line uh, is is very rarely directly at the pin. I mean, you you want to make sure that you're on the green in regulation. I mean, that's that's the money, right? You want to be putting. Well, how do you get there most often? With, with something like you know something like Graph is trying to help uh, players get there most often, more often than not. And if we can sort of start to chip away at the sort of no plan stands <laughs> that are out on the golf course, just trying to hit it good, man. I mean, it, it just opens up a lot of possibilities for, for golfers that are, that are trying to get better at the game. I mean, 
it, it's it's really a, a reality. At least it's been a reality for my um, you know lifespan in the game where I don't I don't have a plan a lot of the time. I'm just trying to hit the ball well, and that's not the best way to try to get better at at anything really. Every sport has certain drills for for very specific reasons. You might not know why you're doing it, but it's tried and true a lot of the times and and there's a reason for it. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, un, that un, level of understanding, uh, if we can provide that to, to golfers, the ability at which they can take control of a course, take control of their ability, uh, their their games, it can really start to increase exponentially versus just, yeah, beating balls and trying to hit it good. And how many people step up to the tee and immediately grab driver or for their second shot in a par five, even when they can't get to the green, they're taking out their three wood because they just think I need to hit three wood here. I just have, there's just something within us that says you have to go with the most aggressive play. But a lot of times that really doesn't make any sense at all go ahead and do something like that you know i a long time probably when i was about 16 maybe maybe 16 or 15 somebody said to me it wasn't a coach i think it was just a uh like a a fellow player on my team said very very casually you know almost every par four you can hit two six irons to be on the green and um I never really understood, like, I, I got what he meant from a mathematical standpoint. You know, if if most par fours are going to range from, like, 325 to 425 yards or whatever it may be, um, and, and you know, you're you're hitting your, your six iron, you know, 175 or whatever you hit it, yeah, the math checks out, sure. Um, but I never understood, uh, like, it, it seemed like they were joking at the time. <laughs> And, and, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, right, 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 of course, you know. But, you know, the DeChambeau, for example, line of thinking is why wouldn't you get as close to the green as possible? Because the closer you get, the more you maximize your chances of being on the green in two. And you, max, you maximize your chances of being closer to the pin. And if you're closer to the pin, you maximize your chances of being able to get a birdie. Sure. Um but we're not we're not all Bryson, right? We're and we're we're not all good drivers of the ball. And and I'm just going to ballpark this, but I would imagine it to be true. I would say more golfers are bad at driving than are good at driving, uh, in the in the realm of in the realm of control and being able to hit fairways. Um, and sure, there's tons of courses where the rough is forgiving. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we all watched the U.S. Open last year. You know, being in the rough off the tee doesn't matter for some golfers, but for most of us, it does. So you're absolutely right. Um, You know what? Suffice it to say that golf is easier with a strategy. Um, It's not as it's not as maybe sexy as as hitting a a 300 yard bomb and having, you know, 75 yards in and and, and all that. Uh, Sure. But who cares about sexy when you're when you're shooting lower scores and when you're getting you're getting better at the sport? And I can tell you now that I'm in my mid 30s. You know, year after year, as I'm playing golf more and more, I'm worried much less about looking good off the tee and much more about my score coming back to the clubhouse. And as as that balance shifts, I'm interested much more in understanding what the heck is going on with the different clubs in my bag. 
And that, that has meant for me um, changing my strategy off the tee. I mean, that's probably the number one pain point for most golfers is their strategy coming off the tee, let's be honest. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, golf is way more fun when you're having success. It just It's one of those games where it, it can be really brutal when you're not in play off the tee. It can be really brutal when you're when you're playing playing poorly. There are other sports and activities out there where you can just kind of go along and enjoy it and, and be along for the ride. But for me, golf is so much more enjoyable when you're when you're having success with it. I think one of the one of the realities for me is that if you took the flag out on every single hole, people would probably play a lot better, which is <laughs> which is kind of scary to think about the, the fact that I think we we see a flag on the right-hand side we're aiming for. And if we just aimed at the center of the green, we would just naturally hit the green more. And there's so much data out there that 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 proves that the more that we're on the green regulation, the more that we're, we're not having to, to, to chip and to hit bunker shots, we're, we're going to score better. It, that, to me, is, is one of the realities of, of, of analytics. That's really interesting. Um, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, the pin is... Uh, it's it's trying to attract you. I mean, understandably so. And this is why they change pin locations. I mean, they want you to go at the pin. They want the course to win, right? They they want you to get beat. You're 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 fighting for par. You're 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 playing against the course, you know. And and you know that's why that's why the scores work the way they work. And and I think it's absolutely right. Um, take the pin out if it was a game of just getting on the green, um, and then you see the hole. Uh, and it's time to putt. Uh, yeah, I think people's, and that's again, that goes back to the way people kind of mentally approach the sport of golf. Mm-hmm. And and you know, now that golf is um, rising in popularity, especially for for younger athletes, now that it's attracting, yeah, more athletes. Um, where maybe maybe the old school understanding of what a golfer is 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 maybe somebody who wears pleated slacks and a funny hat and, and, you know, this and that, and maybe is a little hoity toity or something like that. I don't know, but you know, you look at the pros these days, I, I think of DJ, obviously Bryson, even Kepka and, and um, you know, these, a lot of these guys probably had a, had a decent shot in a couple other sports when they were younger. I mean, you know, obviously Tiger and Rory, these guys have flexibility. That's just outrageous. And they have natural musculature and athletic ability. So, the sport itself is changing. Uh, I think courses are now beginning to reflect that. Um, and I think that the it's tough sometimes for athletic people and, and physically talented people to be um, sort of so uh, equalized by, by the amount of mental prowess that the sport demands. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that's sometimes maybe what makes it challenging to make a decision like coming off of the tee with a five iron. Now, what's the gap there, right? Well, I think the gap is just, uh, it's, un- it's knowledge and understanding. Um, it, and it's, it, and it's uh, understanding something like the, the, the example you just made with the pin placement or being able to see the pin being a visual distraction. Um, it's things like that. How, how does, how does your natural shot shape affect, uh, the way you hit the ball how does it affect where you need to play the ball a lot of a lot of holes bend to the left or to the right a little bit you need to play those with your shot shape in mind there's there's lots of strategy in the game that's again it's it's not it's not as cool as hitting bombs 
yet. And Golf Smart and, and Graph Golf and, and um, other companies as well that are, that are riding this train, are, we're trying to make that side of it cool, right? Because it's cool to shoot low. <laughs> it's, cool to, it's cool to be, be good at a sport. Um, and be competitive and, and it's cool to, um, yeah, like actualize your potential for a sport. Um, and that comes with understanding and with learning and, and it, and it's not just about the data and analytics of your game, but there's, there's lots of factors within golf and, and every sport, uh, that if you, if you gain a full understanding of, you will get better at that sport, um, that much faster and that much more efficiently. I wanted to end here with, with with graph the the future of where it's going we, we've talked about some of the things that that excite us about about where it's going what do you what do you see moving forward i know this is kind of a blank canvas for a lot of people because we're just kind of scratching the surface in terms of what analytics mean in sports and in and in golf but what do you what do you see in terms of where graph can have an impact and what do you, what do you see in terms of your role and, and kind of your experience within that sure um i think that i i think that honestly the the most ideal use uh for the product or or, where, or actually to put it even more high level um where the company could sort of sit in the landscape of golf is we sort of we want to sort of lead this movement within golf you know call it golf smart or call it whatever you want but the idea is we want to champion the perfect practice you know we we want to champion putting the work in on the course and off the course we want to champion doing things in an informed manner um with analytics and and learning all we can about our games and then using that to in our ability to get better and if that's having a net in your backyard using the platform hitting as many shots as as you have time for crunching the numbers sending it to a coach sending it to a lesson person sharing it with a friend hey look what i did you know uh, this and that and the other thing or just following the drills in, on the platform i mean we want to be at the forefront of this movement that I think is already happening in golf. Um, this, this movement of analytics, you know, looking at the numbers, um, there's an enormous potential for how something like a company like Graph Golf can be folded into every level, the junior level, the amateur level, the professional level. I mean, there's just so much potential for players to stay on their games um, for longer and, and, uh, with an actual strategy, uh, something for me, that's always been challenging with golf is, uh, you know, where, where I see myself kind of fitting into this thing is this is something that I've experienced personally. You know, I've, for most of my life, I've lived in New York city. I, I live in Brooklyn. Um, there's not a lot of ranges where I live. I don't have a car. Um, when I play every weekend and I try to get to the range once a week, well, that's carpooling with my buddies, you know? So it, it used to feel, you know, years ago, it used to feel like I have no shot at getting good at golf. Mm. And I, I, I have to imagine that other people feel that way too, depending on where, you know, geographically where you are or just what you have time, money and access to, right? This is a product that stands to sort of break through that quite a bit, you know, the, this, this can bring something to your home, 
that where you don't have to forget about the sport until the next time you get on the course. You know what I mean? You can work at it. When I was a kid and I was really into hockey and lacrosse, I, I had a wall. Same thing for tennis. You throw a lacrosse ball against the wall. You can hit shots against the wall. Um, you can hit a tennis ball against the wall. And the wall always, you know, the wall's always ready to practice with you, you know, and the wall always wins. But it's great. It's, it's, a, it's a great feeling that maybe you haven't played the sport in a few days. Well, you can still keep kind of the momentum with the wall. A lot of sports have that. Everybody plays catch, right? Everybody can shoot hoops. You know, there's always a basketball hoop around for in most places. So for a lot of sports, you can always feel like you're sort of chipping away a little bit. It's hard with golf. Even some for some people getting just carving out time to get to the range. People have families and jobs and, you know, it's it's tough. Um, products like Graph, like Graph, um, you know, this platform, it it changes that. It changes that landscape, I, I think, in a huge way. Talking about my personal experience, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you when, when I say that I would I would um, I would contemplate using this in my apartment. And I definitely know I could use this at, at a park down the street. Um, you know, we, there's probably some conversations we have, uh, you know, liability type things that we won't we won't get into right now. But this is a pre-launch conversation. This is a bit pie in the sky. So I'm being a little liberal with my wording here. But suffice it to say that um, this product can bring the idea of practicing and getting better at the game and it, to people in a much more accessible and affordable way. And I think right there brings massive potential for getting people not only interested in the sport, but people that are already interested, sort of giving a huge uptick in, in their ability to keep chipping away and keep getting better with an actual strategy in place. Well, you made me excited. I'm, I'm already <laughs> so you're, you're, you're great at your uh, as being a salesperson. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for hopping onto the podcast for absolutely for a while. That was uh, that was an awesome conversation. We'll have to have you on again soon. It's sometime. my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. It is. <laughs> no, it was great, and I, I was uh, I was very excited about this episode. So I'm I'm great. I'm I'm grateful that we we got it in the books. So. Thanks very much for setting it up. Awesome. Thanks for being on. All right. Cheers, Sean. Thanks again to Rowan for coming on the podcast. It's great to hear his perspective on graph golf. If, if anyone is interested in learning more about the ball and the analytics platform that is being developed, you can visit graph.golf or feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or email. Once again, that email is theclub at graph.golf. It's just an exciting time to be a part of the golf industry and really the sports industry at large because it's changing so rapidly. I, th I think golfers are bound to understand their, their games way more than the past. People are going to play better. They're going to enjoy golf more. And, and for those reasons, it's an exciting time. We're going to continue our series in a couple of weeks as we talk to other graph employees who are involved in the process of making the ball. So you can look forward to that as we get deeper into it. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode of the Graph Podcast.